Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery services and repairs. Fabian has been serving central and northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to the market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207-793-2044 or visit FabianOil.com. In this episode, we'll be talking with Riley Armstrong, the head coach and assistant general manager of the Maine Mariners. Riley is the first head coach in Mariners franchise history, leading them in their first two ECHL seasons. And in the summer of 2019, he was promoted to assistant general manager as well. He came to the Mariners from the Wheeling Nailers, the ECHL affiliate of the Pittsburgh Penguins, where he was an assistant coach from 2016 to 18. In his 12-year professional playing career, Armstrong spent his first five seasons in the San Jose Sharks organization, making his NHL debut during the 2008-2009 season. Armstrong made stops in some of Europe's top professional leagues, playing in Russia, Finland, Germany, and Sweden, as well as additional stints in the AHL and ECHL, playing a total of 610 professional games. He resides in Scarborough with his wife, Amber, daughter, Peyton, and son, Ezra. Welcome to the show, Coach. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. The pleasure's all mine of uh, jumping on with you guys. Uh, It's always good. I've been in Pittsburgh for the last little bit, so it's good to talk to some people back in Maine. This is exciting. So tell us, so after a 12-year career as a player and several more as a coach, how has a year without hockey changed your perspective on how and how excited are you to get back? It's it's definitely changed, uh, I, I, I guess, as a 12, when I played. Uh, for, the, for the most of it, I was uh, probably with my last four years, I, you know, I, I was single. And then I uh, got married and had a couple of kids and I wanted to play as long as I could so my kids could could watch mm-hmm. me play. Unfortunately, uh, you know, your body doesn't hold up like you always plan it does and mm-hmm. leave early at a younger age than I thought. But the perspective this year is that has given me is I've really been able now to go with my kids to youth hockey, um, mm. hockey, soccer. Uh, we took them out skiing this winter, this past winter. So a lot of things that I'm doing with them that I probably would never have had the opportunity to do if we mm-hmm. were playing this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people look at what has happened in, in a negative light, but I'm a pretty positive and optimistic guy. And uh, that's the way I, I look at it. I, I take a positive out of that. Mm-hmm. And of getting back, I'm fired up to get back. I'm uh, so excited yeah. to... Um, you know, once October hits here of ramping things back up again, the guys coming back to town, I, I'm still in contact with all the players that have been here in the past couple of years and they're all, all excited as well. So I, you know, I, the, the days can't go by quick enough right now. 
Yeah, that's exciting. It's exciting. And it's so true. It's like, you know, there is a lot of those silver linings coming through COVID and it is time, you know, things kind of seem to slow down and you, you don't get that time back with your kids and it, and it does go by really fast. So that's so, you know what, (laughs) you you know, when like, uh, you have, you have kids and like everyone always tells you, Oh, um, just enjoy this, you know, when they're like peeing in their diapers and you're <laughs> oh, enjoy this, enjoy this. They're gonna grow up so fast. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, how how do you enjoy this? But it does happen quick. And, yeah. Uh, you know, my all of a sudden my kids are running around locker rooms and arenas and all this kind of stuff. So I I, I don't know why why it is, but everyone's always right when it comes to that stuff of how quick time does fly by. Yeah. It, sure. It's definitely true. It is definitely true. So uh, what has been like having your first head coaching job in a town like Portland that, that has a long hockey history? That's, it's been awesome, actually. Um, I think the fans are so dialed into what is happening in the city and also on, on the ice. They're very not knowledgeable of uh, the game. You know, some, sometimes fans heckle me, you know, and I, <laughs> I'm not even playing, guys. Come on. Uh, but that... that <laughs> That that comes with the job, but I, I always remember I, I I used to play for the Worcester Sharks and we would come up and play against the Pirates, you know, eight eighteen times a season and back and forth and it was a you know there were really good hockey games and there was a bunch of scraps and games and stuff like that and I always I always remember coming up to Portland and it was such a uh, you know a quick trip that mm-hmm. really got to ever stay the night and. But I always remember driving in and I was like, wow, this city is unbelievable. Like on the water, I'm, I'm from Saskatchewan. So, you know, you can watch your dog run away for a week where I'm from. So <laughs> to be able to be on the water and uh, see all that kind of cool stuff like that. Uh, it's definitely been a, a dream come true for myself to be a head coach, number one, but also to live in such a great city. Now, you, you might want to tell those fans when they're heckling you, there is Portland has a bit of a history of some coaches uh, not exactly reacting well to fans. So they might want to, <laughs> might want to polish up on their history with, uh, with I think it was Mike Milbury that went after, actually, yeah. no, he went after the Oregon player, I believe, <laughs> uh, back in the day. And That's like a scene off slap shot, Todd. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I think the coach after him, if I'm getting the name right, Ray Bonus. Yeah. What I think he had some interactions with fans too. And he was funny because so I grew up going to Mariners games with my dad and you you could hear him clearly across the the arena on the bench just everything he was saying. I'm like that's a dude who doesn't have an inside voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple of times when my kids are uh, sitting up in the in the suite area there and I'll I'll yell something and then when I come out uh, when I come into the locker room after the first or second I'll have a text from my wife uh, Hey Ezra heard what you said <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 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 not too often that I, I really do raise my voice I'm pretty laid back calm and cool when it comes to it I'm I'm not playing the game um, so I kind of let mm. the players and I I always find that if if I get fired up on the bench then the players are going to get fired up and. You know, it mm. takes away from their game. So it's something that I've really focused on is kind mm-hmm. of staying within my boundaries and my limits and just letting the guys play the game. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it, no matter what you're doing, every you have to find what your own style is yeah. and what works for you. It's Absolutely. not going to be the same thing that works for somebody else. Absolutely. Very true. So what is the season going to look like for fans coming out to the Cross Insurance Arena this year? What What is that going to look like? You know, I think I think the Sea Dogs are kind of doing a – a trial right now for 
you know, mm. probably us and, and the Red Claws with the, mm-hmm. how the pods are working. I know for them it's it's outdoors, so it's a little bit different of a scenario uh, compared mm-hmm. to being in a stadium. So I think it's going to kind of base off that of how, how they do handling these scenarios that they're going to have here coming up when they open up on Monday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and then I think it's going to be with how many people are vaccinated and kind of what the state of Maine guidelines are. Uh, we're still going to follow the guidelines that they've had in place. That's something that we've always done. So um, I think moving forward, it's kind of it's going to be up to them and it's going to be up to the people and in, in, in the state of Maine on, you know, getting out there and getting vaccinated so we can all uh, go back to living a, some some normal life again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other question now is, of course, what is the season going to look like for the team and what are your expectations for the team this coming year? Yeah, um, I guess when we decided or announced that we weren't going to be playing during this season, our players all became free agents. But once the season is over, all their playing rights come back to the main Mariners. Oh. Um, so I've, I've been in a talk with, with a lot of guys. Uh, we have several guys playing in the SBHL, which is the league right below us. Um, we have several players that are playing on other teams in the ECHL. And then we had some guys that went over to Europe. Um, and, mm-hmm. it's, and, and, uh, a bonus was, was that all the guys played, a lot of them played and, um, you know, they just didn't sit on the couch for a winter mm-hmm. like myself. So they, um, <laughs> I, I think my what I'm envisioning is is my theory was about building this core group of guys. And I always felt that minor league sports is a really um, fan to player relationship. And I think that's where you start to sell tickets. You sell jerseys and the mini sticks and the hats are in Canada. We call them toques, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is when they start to fall in love with a player. And those are the guys that I'm really focusing on wanting to return, you know, for our, I guess, fourth season. So I'm looking to have that core of guys. And then my expectations for the team have been, you know, the same from when we first came into the league as as a team is is to make the playoffs. I always wanted to bring playoff hockey back to Portland, mm-hmm. you know, and have people excited for hockey again. And I, I know a lot of fans, you know, some might still be upset with how the Pirates left a couple of years ago, but it's something that I've, I've tried to focus on is is putting the Pirates in the rear view and focusing more on the main Mariners and what we're doing around town and around the city. And and, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, more more people em- embrace that, even though we're in the ECHL. But it's still really good hockey. A lot of these players are uh, on NHL contracts or signed by the American Hockey League teams. Um, you know, so it's not like you're just having uh uh, men's men's league players come out. So, you know, I think that's something that uh, if if playoff hockey could come back, it could drive that a little bit more of attention to us. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I could see, I can see where that would be a problem for people, the the way that the, the pirates left, but I think it's at least, at least speaking from my perspective, I was excited when they brought back the Mariners name because mm-hmm. I just, I had a lot of fond memories of, of that and the, the names that were associated with that for me and, and all that. And I think that, I think y'all have done a, a great job kind of tying those two together and, and, and having, a, having a little bit of separation while still kind of continuing that hockey legacy, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I love the vintage logo. 
you know, I think it's uh, pretty cool with the the M and the wheel in the middle of it. Mm. I, I think uh, our biggest night was when we did that throwback night of the old Maine Mariners. Like, fans, oh, yeah. fans were yeah. loving it. it. It was so cool. And, you know, you know like and any event from being a kid to an adult or whatever you're playing, mm-hmm. it's always cool when you have fans there cheering you on. So our front office did a great job in coming up with that uh, little game plan and I- idea. I, I think it, it, it hit the community pretty hard there especially for the older people that used to go to the Mariner games before the, even the pirates, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Awesome. So Kim, Kim was just trying to ask me if, was that the game that we went to and we went to the, the, the one I think you're thinking of Kim yeah. is the, it was, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this because I, my memory is going as I go, but, uh, it was the flyers Bruins alumni yes. game. If I'm remembering, was that, and that was, that was when they had, um, shoe bottom came out and you know a lot of the yeah, old that's, players that's the game um i came i f- i drove in to play that game was that the first ever game and they announced me as the coach in that game yes yeah 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 it was awesome how that was awesome yeah my hips were burning in warm-ups i haven't skated like <laughs> four or five years Grow- growing up i always had the, one, one of my buddies uh his dad would always tell me He's like, do you know you play a lot? You you play a lot like uh, Kenny Linsman, and I'm like, who's Kenny Linsman? Like, how old is this guy? <laughs> and I step out on the ice and I look over and it's Kenny Linsman with the. Oh I'm like, no way! <laughs> the guy that he thinks I play like. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I I came off the ice after warmups. I was texting all my buddies back home. You wouldn't believe who's on the ice. It's Kenny Linsman. Yeah, they're all dying laughing. It was pretty funny. That's awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's obviously not not the last game we went to, but I think that was the one. Kim's like, "Ooh, was that the throw? No, that's that not was the a throwback." Great game but. because I surprised you with that uh, the, with that jersey. Yep, and the Terry Riley jersey. Yes, yeah, and we got oh. to meet him, and we it was a surprise. He had no idea. I had been orchestrating it behind the behind the scenes, and I'm like, "Hey, let's go check this out." And so we got to meet Terry. Todd got to get his picture taken and his jersey, so that was really awesome. Did Todd? Did he beat you up while you're getting a picture or what? No, but I, I, I've, I was like, I should have had him turtle me. I should have totally. That I think he did. No, he he turtled our daughter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he turtled our daughter. Yes, our daughter was like, how, gosh, she was young, but yeah, he did. Yeah, that's <laughs> then, great. That's awesome. And then even better than that was was the fact that after we were talking to him, then Bruce Shoebottom came down the hallway, and I was like seriously like of course this is this is terrific because i just remember all those years you know years ago going to those games and and shoe is just the guy who would get into fights yeah (laughs) and then i I think i was there i think it was i was there the night that he scored his first ever goal or one of his very rare goals it was almost by accident he was as surprised (laughs) as anybody else it was great it's like oh that's what they use the stick for okay yeah Those yeah, they, always, those they actually the collected all of uh, shoes pucks for his first goal. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, well, it's not—it's a very small trophy case. Yeah, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. So tell us. So the team has season tickets going on sale soon. When are those going to be available? And kind of what are some of the sorts of packages that are going to be offered? Yeah, right. Right now, we already have uh, season tickets on sale for full seasons and half seasons, and nice. then there are a bunch of uh, flex packs. You can get a, a five-game, a ten-game uh, flex pack, um, which I think is awesome for people who you know can't come to every game, but they 
you know, as their schedule allows them to, they can pop in and out type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our schedule should be getting announced here or released, I guess. And that's when the single seat uh, tickets will then go on sale. So um, there's definitely uh, going to be a lot of action uh, heating up here out of the main Mariners. But if you want to buy season tickets or look into that, you can always go to the Mariners of mm-hmm. and you can uh, find all the information on there. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So by the time, just about the time this, uh, this podcast will be live, folks will be able to get, yeah. go online and get the seat, uh, the single T te- uh, single <laughs> game seats. Yes. Wow. Yep. That yep. was way harder than it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. goodness. You would think that I had, I should have, you know, maybe done one of these in the past or something. <laughs> So something that I'm kind of curious about for my own sake, what is your most memorable hockey moment? And maybe we got to break this down as one from as coaching and one from playing. Mm. Yeah. Or, or multiple, however many you want. Yeah. I'm good for these stories. Jeez. I've, 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 I've quite a few, but I, the one that stands out the most from being a player was my first NHL game. I played, uh, I was with the San Jose Sharks playing in Worcester at the time. I got called up. And uh, flew out of Boston Logan to Phoenix and um, played my first game against uh, the Phoenix Coyotes, now called the Arizona Coyotes. So a little name change there, a little vintage. But I, I, I just feel like that was, uh, you know, a, just a great memory for myself and uh, for my family. My mom and dad flew down from Saskatoon and mm. with all the people that were in the stadium. And I, I, I remember stepping out for warm ups and. I swear the only person that was in the crowd was my dad. He stuck <laughs> stuck out like a sore thumb. I picked him out instantly. Um, and then just have, have an older brother um, that played in the NHL for a number of years. And uh, something that I always wanted to do was follow in his footsteps. And and just being able to, you know, I only played two games, but just being able to, you know, be that 0.1% that, uh, of kids that actually get to play was uh, such a cool experience for myself, my family. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm... My, my kids look back now and they they don't really understand or kind of get the process of, of it all, but um, they're they're slowly starting to figure it out. Mm. What a great memory. I just had goosebumps. Now was that was that when Gretzky was coaching the coyotes? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. It was? Oh I, I oh. kept skating by the bench um, to see if I could touch Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to touch the Stanley Cup before you win it, but you can go ahead and try to touch Wayne. Oh, he's touched it enough, you know. Um, I think touching uh, just 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 seeing him on the bench, and then when I when I look at the team I played on too, you know, Joe Thornton, Patrick, mm. Rob Blake, Evgeny Nabokov, there were Jeremy Roenick. There were probably there's probably like five Hall, five or six Hall of Fame players on that team, and. Wow. Um, just to be able to be in the same locker room, be on the same plane as those guys and uh, just kind of watch how how they uh, take care of themselves at the rink was like an eye opener for myself on how they prepare and, and stuff like that, too. It's definitely something that's uh, stuck with me, um, you know, since uh, since being up there. Wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah. You got to be careful, too, because just like back in his playing days, you, you get too close to Wayne and someone's going to cruise over and just like take <laughs> yeah. you. You got that right. You got don't, that don't right. Don't take out. Don't take out the money guy. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't hurt Wayne. That's yeah. Awesome. And I and and I, I I do feel from a coaching standpoint, my my favorite moment, and I and I guess um, a lot of hockey guys have this, but for myself, it was with my son getting a little older, and 
my my daughter's 10 she can't come cruising to the locker room anymore she's getting to that age you know Mm -hmm. but for my son um just being the head coach here and having him come in the locker room and he's in the locker room before I even get across the rink to get into the room. He's already <laughs> on some bubble gum and high five the guys. And I think that's the coolest moment for myself yeah. of walking in there and just see him and see him and the players in, interact uh, yeah. with, with each other. He absolutely loves them. Um, he loves going to the games. He loves being in the locker room. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, brainwashing him by any means, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just guiding him just guiding him that's yeah. that's all exactly guiding i like that word i'm going to use that one now <laughs> my my dad tried to do that and i was i am not a good skater so it, it was it did not work out i think he would have loved it if, I, if i'd become a hockey player but yeah. it just didn't quite didn't quite work out that way yeah that's so cool so we always like to ask this because we're you know we're we like this question and we're often inspired by the answers so who or what inspires you i think i'm i'm big big family guy and uh my wife and my kids inspire me i Mm. you know my everyone's parents always do so much for them as a kid um Mm -hmm. remember looking back and my mom and my dad driving uh my brother and my older sister and i to you know we did figure skating soccer baseball hockey um and they're always on the go and they work all the time. They're always uh, on in in their cars, driving, waking up early. You know, you're like, how are they doing this? I always mm. tell you know, like they didn't even sleep last night. And mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how what what inspires me now is. I want that for my kids too. I want them. I, I want to be able to provide them the the best life that they can have. And it it does mean work working hard, being a hockey coach. It's it's my job, but I. I work extremely hard at it to, to give them the best life. And, um, you know, I, I want, I want them to kind of do whatever makes them happy, you know, as, as I'm guiding him, if he doesn't end up being a <laughs> hockey player and he ends up being a soccer player or a baseball player, you know, I I'll drive him to all of his practices too. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that, uh, definitely gives, gives me the fire and, and that fuel to, uh, want to succeed and, and push myself. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the baseball thing is tempting because you know you you were saying you were glad all of all the players had managed to play and just hadn't been sitting on the couch. Like you can't have the John Cruck sort of uh, training methods in hockey like you can in baseball. You there's a, it's a little more intense <laughs> to, to stay in hockey shape, I would imagine. <laughs> it is, it is. But uh, yeah. my <laughs> my son is a five year old. I like. I honestly don't know what he drinks in the morning if he's like stealing Red Bull from the Seven Eleven, but this kid just doesn't stop. Like I, I tried taking the batteries out of him the other day. I couldn't. Find him, but I was like, "How, how does this thing lay down for a bit?" Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm familiar with that. Our daughter has plenty of energy yes. as well. Where I'm like, "Oh, oh if gosh. I could have ten percent of that, I'd, yeah. oh. I'd be unstoppable." If we could just bottle that. We'd all be millionaires. <laughs> Oh, well, they right. did, and that's that's what they call Red Bull. Oh, these yeah. energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> tempted that. So, actually, you know what? I think should we put him on the spot? Throw out a, okay. So, I, I I'm just curious about this one myself, and this is a sports geek sort of thing. But you're Mount Rushmore of hockey players, and now we'll, we and of course we're going to take Wayne Gretzky out of the equation. So f- the the next four. <laughs> 
I'd probably go. I was a huge Detroit Red Wings fan growing up. Um, Steve Eiserman, Sergei Fedorov. I liked uh, uh, the Golden Brett, Brett Hall. And um, always have to uh, give a shout out. I saw my wife crying the other day watching the Russian Five on TV and Vladimir Konstantinov, who um, got hurt and uh, is, is still in a wheelchair after winning uh, back-to-back cups, or no, winning the first cup. Uh, with the Red Wings in 96 or 97, and then the Red Wings then going on to win a second cup for them. Pretty cool. I, I absolutely just love love that uh, hockey team. I still do love them, uh, follow them along all, all the time. But I'd have to go with Konstantinov, Fedorov, Iserman, and uh, Brett Hall. And by by the way, I always wore, whenever I could, I always wore number 91 for Fedorov. Um, so I, I always thought it was pretty cool whenever I was allowed to wear that number. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. I never, I, the, the numbers I wore in sports never had any great significance. I, I had low expectations of myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was excited when one year the New England Patriots drafted a guy and he wore the same number that I had playing football, except he was also Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last guy picked in the draft. So I took an odd, <laughs> an odd bit of happiness in that. I'm like, hey, that actually kind of is me playing football. <laughs> That's great. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone loves an underdog story. You know, not necessarily being an underdog story, but you know, loves to hear them. Yeah, I, I always ask. I always ask my kids, like, you know, my son has the hockey jerseys from when I played hanging up in his room and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, like, what what number do you want to be? You know, and I ask my daughter, like, what, what what's your favorite number? She's like 17. I'm like, where the heck did you get 17? <laughs> Never. <laughs> ever wore 17 or even spoke of 17 in my life i don't know it's my lucky number i was like what and that's awesome and i wore i wore number 20 for the longest time in in the minors and i wore number 40 in in the nhl with san jose but since coming to pittsburgh here and, and my brother wore 20 for most of his nhl career and now his his son who's 10 wears number 20 so now my son who always wanted to be number 91 from seeing the jerseys in his room now wants mm-hmm. to be number 20 because his older cousin's number 20. So nice. It's good. It's good. It, I, I think that's just how it kind of goes. It's uh, it's pretty funny whenever I uh, can get answers out of them like that. It's, uh, it always gives me a good laugh. Yeah. And it's kind of funny just where, you know, if you're into sports, you, you start accumulating this like database of of numbers in your head and they just pop out at random moments like, oh, that's uh, Kevin McHale. Oh, that's, uh, you know, Cam Neely. And that's, you know, it's just it's just bizarre, bizarre yeah. creatures are sports fans. But eh, yes, it's a living. <laughs> Got that right. So, so uh, another question that we usually like to bring this back to, uh, you're not originally from Maine, obviously, but what is your favorite part of living in Maine? Well, like, like I touched on being from Saskatchewan and we don't have the water. Um, I think it's so cool to be able to take my kids to the beach. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, mm-hmm. I won't swim in there because I'm scared, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still cool just to be like, Hey, we're at the beach, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then the other part is, it's it's the amount of like breweries they have, um, Al- Allagash and uh, Bissell Brothers, um, all those types of places um, that are very local. Um, mm. You know, they're not, uh, and 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 you you go to places or like I come out to Pennsylvania or go see my family, and I'm like, have you guys ever heard of Bissell Brothers or Allagash? And they're like, what? 
you know, so I, I think it's yeah. cool that um, they have so many cool little uh, places like that, that you can, you know, go get drinks mm-hmm. and grab lunch at and then uh, factor in all the sweet little uh, family owned restaurants downtown. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Marcy's. It's a little breakfast place right, mm-hmm. right on the corner. Mm-hmm. Taco Escobar, uh, Luke's Lobster. Oh, I, I went to Luke's Lobster all the time, and my wife would always see on the bank statement Luke's Lobster, and she'd be like, <laughs> "Why do you go and never take me?" I was like, <laughs> "You're just you're just never around when I'm when I'm like going." Um, so uh, even now, Luke starts to give me crap too about never bringing my wife down there. So um, it's definitely gonna have to be a treat for her once uh, everything starts to open back up here. Yeah, that's awesome. Huh, that sounds like a familiar story, except I'm the one who's getting left behind. There's nothing behind. to see here. There's absolutely nothing to see here. These are not the droids you're looking for. There is absolutely uh, nothing to see here. And this is where I get waved away. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, Coach, yes. for taking some time with us and, and talking. Uh, and we, we wish you great success this coming year in the season. Yes. And uh, we'll make sure that we have links to season tickets, uh, to the websites, to social media, and as well as, as your, your spot on Twitter. And and uh, make sure that folks can follow you and keep track of how the team does this year. Yeah, buy your tickets, people. Yeah, for Can't sure. I, thanks, thanks for having me on. It's so always cool to uh, talk Maine and uh, all, all the things cool about it. I forgot to mention one thing. I'm actually doing this thing because I haven't got off my couch um, for 12 months, uh, <laughs> but I've been just crushing ice cream and talking <laughs> the sweetest uh, places to eat for a little dessert when you're driving home and. And Beals on Wheels, um, like my favorite spot. I, I I always go there. And I'm always like, oh, I should really get like the kid or the single size scoop. And then when I get up to window, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the triple. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, but it's it's so good. I, I think it's awesome. Uh, That's you know, awesome. You, you sound like spots. a foodie. You I sound am. like a little bit of a foodie. We need to have a whole nother session here just to talk about food. And now <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I, I could talk food all the time. I'm trying to uh, not eat so much right now and, and limit myself so I can. My, my biggest thing is always trying to fit into my suits um, <laughs> and starts. And I can't go buy all new suits. So it's uh, getting into crunch time now of uh, dialing it back here. So trying to cut the ice cream out for a little bit. Uh, I, awesome. I hear you on the ice cream. That is my kryptonite, man. Oh, yeah. oh love yeah, me some it ice is. cream. Yeah. It's it's a horrible thing, but oh, it's so good. It's so oh, awesome. Man. Thank you again. This has been so much fun, and we can't wait to um, we can't wait to get to the games. Yes, we're really excited. So we wish you the best. We wish your family the best, and just hope you have a great season this year. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening. Listening.